your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Avalanche fans, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. And on today's show, we will be discussing the Avalanche series against the Vegas Golden Knights. They win one, they lose another in overtime. Uh, We'll talk about all that. We will talk about the Avalanche trade, maybe struggles that they might have uh, bringing in players because they don't have a lot to offer in terms of draft picks. And that's kind of what happens around trade deadlines. So we'll talk about that. Alex Newhook's uh, college career is likely over. What do we expect from him? We'll hear from Coach Bednar after the Vegas series, uh, the, the game two overtime loss. We'll hear from him. And then what the Avalanche schedule looks like for this week. So a lot to get to, but first things first, before we do all that, follow the show on social media outlets on Twitter, LOPN underscore Avalanche on Instagram, Locked On Avalanche, and send any questions, comments, concerns, or opinions to Locked On Avalanche at gmail.com. So yeah, the it was a big series going in, Avalanche down two uh, down two points to Vegas prior to the series starting. They take game one in pretty dominant fashion. <clears throat> that was a, a very, very well-played game by the Avalanche, even spotting Vegas a goal early on, and then they just got to work, and they end up taking that one 5-1. to one. And I had, if you, if you listen to the show every day, I had said it after that game, you are going to see a very different Vegas team come out. Vegas is was probably not happy with the way that they played in game one. They know that they're better uh, than what they put out there in the first game and you know expect to see a much better effort out of them in game two. And that's exactly what you got. The Avalanche came to play too. It wasn't like Vegas uh, kind of took this game and ran with it the way the Avalanche did in game one. But this was more of a game that you would see between two really powerhouses going head-to-head. Nobody really giving an inch. Back and forth the entire game. Goes to overtime. And a freakish broken stick by Devon Taves is is what wins it for Vegas. And that's what you don't want to see. You, you know, you want to see... Uh, a puck go in and uh, the game end on a, a nice play. Not, nah, you know, <clears throat> he's just sitting there. And normally when a, a stick snaps, it's, you know, somewhere right in half. But just the the blade of his stick just unhinged and came right. It's just you don't, you hate losing it like that. So, but. They did, and, and they, they fought hard. I guess you could say, you know, the, the one struggle was two goals in the first for the Avalanche, and then nothing else after that. But it wasn't for, for a lack of trying. I thought they were <clears throat> they were very game. I thought they fought hard the entire time. Um, I had said after game one how the face-offs, I don't really talk about face-offs too much, but it was skewed heavily in, in the favor of Vegas, and 
complete turnaround there. The Avalanche won the faceoff percentage 63 to 37. Now you would think that would <clears throat> kind of set up a little bit more shots on net. Maybe you know those quick shots after a faceoff, but no, the Avalanche got outshot in this game 34 to 24. And we hardly ever say that. So you have to give Vegas a lot of credit. <clears throat> they played more of their style. They're they they're a more physical team than the Avalanche. I think almost everybody is more physical team than the Avalanche. That doesn't mean the Avalanche can't give it back to them. And you know, Dan Renuff was you know he was the one who was tagged to, I guess you know drop drop gloves after the hit on Bowen Byram, who was out because of that hit and remains out. We don't know what how long he'll be out for when we get to the coach Bednar clip. He does talk about it a little bit, uh, but you know, you, you like to see that. And you know, Renuff's not <clears throat> a guy that is going to really throw down and, and you're going to get this unbelievable fight from, from him. But he, it was either him or Graves or their kind of biggest guys. And you know, it doesn't, it really doesn't matter. It's just, if the avalanche need to stand up for themselves and, and, you know, their teammates, they're going to do it. Their style is not <clears throat> a rough and tough style. Vegas can play that way if they want to, and they did. And they didn't play that way in game one. So they knew they had to turn that aspect of their game on. Now, are other teams going to see that and say, like, that's how you beat the Avalanche, is get physical with them? You can. You can get physical with any team. But I don't think the Avalanche are going to stand down and just cower into a corner if a team wants to get physical with them. I think they have the players to get physical enough back. They're never going to be the team that <clears throat> out hits you or, uh, you know, is more of a, the goonish team. If you want to use that term, they're not going to be that team, but they can stand up for themselves. I don't have a problem with that. Um, Jonas Donskoy is on some sort of tear right now. He is playing the best I've ever seen him play in an avalanche sweater. So another goal by him, and it was a beautiful one. He almost had a second one, which was a thing of beauty, but uh, it was it was a good save by Flurry. This was just one of those games that was going back and forth, and how was it going to end? You know, like I said, you didn't want to see it end that way. A lot of people are talking about the non-call on Nathan McKinnon, the in, in overtime, a clear as day trip. And the part that bothers me is when you look at the replay, there's, you know, the linesman who doesn't call that, but the ref is standing right there. Both of them were standing right there. And when it's three on three, you shouldn't miss anything because there's not a lot blocking your point of view on three on three action. And in this case, nothing was blocking. I don't know why that was not called. <laughs> and, and we'll never know because the, the refs do not do press conferences and this it, this was just a blatant miss now that did not lead to the game-winning goal it did lead to a three-on-one <clears throat> which Grubauer had to use a fantastic glove save to prevent the winning goal uh, but I think you know th there's a lot of uproar out about it as it is if that led to the game-winning goal you would not hear the end of it but <clears throat> it didn't it gave uh, the Golden Knights, a, a golden opportunity to win that game. And then the the, the following 
play is where they got the the goal and it's things like that are just going to happen you know the avalanche had their opportunities too so um i thought they played a, a great series for for two games you you dominated them in one game and you played them hard enough. when they get, they came back and gave you their best you stood up to it and they needed overtime to beat you so out of you know four possible points you got 3 now it's you know you're down one point to them, um, and this is you 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 know there's still a month to go in the season, a little bit over than than a month, but this is going to be the dogfight between these two teams, and we'll get to the schedule for this week, but we'll also look ahead to the month of April because that's really it. There's a couple games that bleed over into May, but um, April is it. So we'll we'll take a look at uh, what is in store for the Avalanche as the season comes winding down believe it or not but first we are going to hear from our people over at built bar and uh built bar like i said they are doing their march madness bracket challenge over at builtbar.com and we've been talking to you about built bar for quite a while it is the best tasting protein bar on the market uh they're low calorie low sugar high protein high fiber they taste fantastic, covered in 100% chocolate. And all of those flavors are now up to vote. Well, not all of them because we have been whittling down our brackets between the best flavor in the Built Bar arsenal. We started with 32. We went down to the sweetest 16, which got us down to the enticing 8. <clears throat> and we are now at the flavorful 4 with one more flavor waiting to be added to the mix we have three tickets punched for the flavor flavorful four with cookies and cream cookie dough chunk and mint brownie there's only one more spot caramel brownie and my favorite coconut brownie chunk and the winner of that will fill out the flavorful four and only two can go on to the championship who will it be? If you want to get in on the voting, head over to BuiltBar.com. Vote for your fla- favorite flavor. There we go. And then fill up your basket. And when you do that and you check out, enter the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar ever. All right. So, uh, let's hear from Coach Jared Bednar. Uh, had some good things to say after the Avalanche overtime loss to Vegas, and you know he wasn't too upset. You know, I, I, and neither am I. I think the you, you wanted that extra point because uh, then you would have sole possession of first place right now, and you know you can hang your hat on that. You know, until the next game. Uh, but if you look at it in total. I think the Avalanche are continuing to play well, and this is a team to be, you know, reckoned with for the rest of the season. Uh, in all likelihood, uh, it'll be one-two for Vegas and Colorado. Who knows which order that will be? So they will not be playing each other if it ends that way in the first round of the playoffs, but very well could be in the second round. <clears throat> and if we're gonna get possibly seven games uh, like that second one 
it's going to be exciting because that is what you will get. You will get back and forth. You'll get one team who plays well and maybe another team who has an off day. And then, you know, adjustments will be made for the next game, which will completely turn the tide and it'll go back and forth and back and forth. And you would almost have to guarantee that would be a seven game series, uh, which will be, you know, tough on the stress levels for a lot of people watching those games, but they will be exciting because that was a great game to watch. Didn't go the way of the avalanche, but still a very, very good game to watch. So uh, let's hear from coach Jared Bednar and his thoughts after the overtime loss to Vegas. Hey Jared, I guess what are your just general reactions from the game and I guess what kind of went wrong towards the end there? Uh, it, I, I thought we played hard. I thought both teams played hard. It was a, you know, relatively tight checking game. Uh, we had some breakdowns. Uh, I thought Gruby was really good. Penalty kill stepped up big in the third period as we took a couple penalties. I, I I didn't love our third period. You know, if I if I was to summarize it, I just we didn't get a lot going. It seemed like their checking ramped up a little bit, and um, we just weren't moving quite as well as we were in the in the first two periods. But I thought it was a hard fought game, and then we get we get into overtime, and um, you know, I I just didn't I didn't like the non call on uh, McKinnon getting tripped over there on the sideboards. It sets up a three on one. Um, but we got to be better on the last play. We had a little bit of tough luck on that too. Uh, we, we get caught deep in the corner and then we, we get back on the rush pretty good. And, um, you know, the puck lays there after Taze deflects it and he breaks his stick. So he misses on the clear and they put it in, in, the, in the back of the net. So, uh, I think we're trying to do the right thing there. I think we're working hard the whole night. Just, you know, came up, they were the better team here tonight. Lauren Jabara, Altitude Sports. Hey, Jared. I mean, when you look at the way, you know, that Vegas plays, like they were pressing hard and felt like they were just, they had good sticks tonight and, and had a lot of energy. Like, how do you offset that when you're playing against a team like that? And what do you say in the intermissions to, you know, get going for the second? And then especially in the third, when it's tied two two. Well, you, you, one of the key points you made there is they got good sticks. Like they got a lot of long guys with real good sticks and real good puck skills. I think their forwards are exceptional with their sticks. And you got to make sure that you're not trying to play through them. You know, they knock a lot of pucks down. They, they strip a lot of pucks. And if, you, uh, if you're not playing heavy enough and not playing in behind them on, on the offensive side of things, then they'll knock them down and go for transition. And, and we've done a nice job against them on the rush. But I thought that we probably had a couple D that weren't at their best tonight as far as moving the puck and, and, and some of our defending was um, they, they, they were just stronger on the puck at times than us and, and it gave them some chances. So uh, I thought Gruby, you know, he was outstanding tonight, in my opinion, and uh, kept us in a hockey game and we were fighting at the other end too. Fleury made some saves. We had a couple opportunities, uh, especially the second period. I thought we were a pretty dangerous team and uh, carried the bulk of the play and then they kind of carried it and, and were the better team in the third so it's just uh, you know just one of those nights i think we played uh pretty well but just not quite good enough to win mike chambers denver post jared i was going to ask you about the non-call trip on mckinnon in overtime I, I mean up to that point they had called you for uh four penalties or vegas got four power plays on 
pretty much obvious calls. That seemed like an obvious call. Are you frustrated that that wasn't called right then? Yeah. Yep. I've already touched on. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's, I mean, especially when it puts him on the three on three on one, like if, if that pucks squirting back out to our point man or something and, and, and they feel like they didn't see it clear fine, but to give them the, that opportunity to win the hockey game, you know, Gruby makes a, a huge save on that and, and keeps us in it and, and we mess up a little bit later, but that, that could have been an opportunity for us to go on the four and three for sure. Kate Shefty, the Gazette. You've talked about him a bit lately, but what did you see out of Jonas Stalinskoy particularly tonight? He was outstanding. I, I, I thought he was, I mean, he was making plays out there. And, and uh, the first goal was, was a pretty one. He had another one on the on the uh, power play entry where he outweights everyone and drives it right in. Fleury makes a big save on that. He had a couple others later on in the game. Um, I just thought he looks he looks real poised and relaxed with the puck, and he's 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 seeing it. He's he's seeing what the defenders are doing before they're doing it. I thought he was I thought he was really good, especially on the offensive side of things. Mark Kisla, Denver Post. Yep, coach, you you, you go to Thursday night and and you're playing your game, and you're certainly one of the most skilled teams in the league. Tonight they were heavy and tough on the forecheck. Are these, to what extent, are these two teams uh, a battle of styles? Mm. I mean, there's a lot of similarities, I think, between both teams. I mean, they're certainly um, where they're at in the standings because they're an excellent hockey team. I think they're well coached. I think they got great depth. Um, they're getting goaltending. You know, all the things that you need um, – in order to be successful. And I like to think of our team the same way. So I think that um, they have, they have an element of size, especially on their, on their fourth line that, that gives them some good energy and they bang bodies pretty good. But uh, you know, I think they're, they're a skilled hockey team and, and, and so are we. So I, I think they're, again, there's lots of similarities. They have a little bit of a different element, a different makeup of, of that fourth line that, and, that gives them um, gives them some uh, juice when they need it and some jam, but I think that we were a tough team to play against tonight too. And on most nights, uh, we're just it's just a little bit of a different makeup, and and we try to use our speed and, and relentless puck pursuit to be to be harder to play against. And but tonight we're physical, you know, uh, enough gets in the battle and 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 took exception to the hit the other night on Bo and he fights right away. And, you know, so I, I, I don't think that part of the physicality of the game doesn't really intimidate our team. You know, uh, sometimes you, we need to probably could have a little bit more pushback, but I think that it, it's still something we, we play to our identity and play, played our game and, and played physical when, when we need to. Adrian Dater, Colorado Hockey Now. That's on Bo there. Is there any concern this could be a longer term thing? I, I couldn't hear that, Adrian. Sorry, it's, I'm kind of oh. getting a muffled background. Sorry, uh, you mentioned Bo there. Uh, is there any worry it could be a long term thing with him? 
Uh, I don't know, but long term, no. I, I've got them day to day right now, but it, I mean, it could turn week to week. It's, it, we'll just keep evaluating them on a on a on a daily basis here. But uh, he seemed to be uh, doing pretty good today, but just not well enough to get in the in the lineup. Last one here for Jared Peter Baugh, the Athletic. Um, just to to I guess follow up on on that Bo question is is he day to day with after the Colasar hit, or is that kind of the lingering? lower body injury he was dealing with uh it's the cola's our hit all right so before we get to the bed in our comments and looking forward to the avalanche schedule for the month of april i uh, just want to mention best or excuse me betonline.ag the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action obviously football is long gone at this point but college basketball and the ncaa march madness is in full swing you have the nba and of course the NHL. You can bet on uh, award shows, television shows, even reality TV, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website, use your mobile device, and receive 50% off, or excuse me, a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code Locked On. That is a 50% welcome bonus when you put in your first deposit over at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Once again, that promo code is locked on. <clears throat> All right, so, yeah, Jared Bednar not upset with the way the Avalanche played. Uh, you, you just, you're going up against a good team, a, a good team, a good coached team. They play the game well. <clears throat> um, you know, you have some guys on the team that you don't like, but, you know, that, that's every single team. Uh, the you know he he was upset about the McKinnon thing, and again you're not going to use that as an excuse, but you 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 would have liked to seen it called because then obviously that gives you an opportunity going up on the power play, and but you you can't sit there and cry about it. Um, so I think the Avalanche are going to look forward to the next time they play uh, Vegas, which is right towards the end of the season. Uh, they they play them April 26th and 28th. That will be in Vegas. That's a Monday, and then Tuesday they're off, and then they play them again on Wednesday. And I don't think they play them in May. I think that's really the end of it. Yeah. <clears throat> so two more games. And, you know, a- after that series, the Avalanche themselves have a handful of games. Let's see. Five, the seven games after that. So will that decide the division? That will remain to be seen. But no doubt those will be huge, huge games. Now for the Avalanche for this week specifically, uh, a one-game one-off against Anaheim Monday, day off on Tuesday, and then uh, Wednesday it's against Arizona, and then you go into um, April another day off Thursday, and then a back-to-back Friday and Saturday against St. Louis, who you haven't seen in a little while. So these first two games are almost going to be like a real NHL season where you're only playing uh, the next two games are one-offs. They're not this baseball style. So you got one against uh, Anaheim, one against Arizona, and then the weekend, as far as you know, Friday, Saturday, back-to-back against St. Louis, and then that ends your homestand that you had pretty much all of March. 
Uh, and it's been good so far for the Avalanche. It, they have benefited from that. Uh, and then it's, and we talked about this at the beginning of March. If you just look at the calendar as a whole, and if you're on NHL.com, you know, red is home, gray is away. There's a lot of red on March. And it's true. A lot of it was at home. And the flip side is true for April. April. It's a lot of gray, a lot on the road. You have home games smattered in there, um, but most of your time is going to be on the road. So you did well with your homestand. Hopefully you finish it up this week. You still have four more games. Uh, I think all these are at home. Yeah, all these are at home. So four more games at home. You finish that up good, and then you get prepared for uh, most of April being travel. And a lot of it is against St. Louis. The two games uh, this weekend, Friday and Saturday, uh, and then you skip ahead. They have a one-off on the 14th, and then the following week for the 20th, 22nd, and 24th. you got a three-game series against them in St. Louis, obviously. So the main thing that you want to take away from this is there's going to be a lot of travel for the Avalanche in the month of April. And as the standings go, St. Louis just seems to be faltering. Uh, I don't know if they play. Let me see. As I'm recording, I just want to see if they're they're playing right now. But they're they're on the verge of losing a that fourth spot. They are one game up. No, one, one game up. One point up on Arizona. I'm sorry. They both played the same amount of games. St. Louis with 38 points and Arizona with 37. And the Kings are five points behind the Coyotes. So this is things are happening where the it's this division is starting to separate, and you're starting to see what's going to happen. You know, Anaheim is out of it. Uh, San Jose, they have 30 points, likely out of it, and the Kings have 32. So those are your bottom three. More likely that those teams, unless they go on a run, but because all these points stay in the division, it's going to be tough. Be really tough to to ascend at this stage in the game. So you're looking at a five-team division right now, obviously with Vegas, Colorado. Minnesota is hanging tough with 43 points, so they're three points behind Colorado. And again, if they're all playing, as I'm recording this Sunday night, I don't know if they're playing right now. but uh, And then St. Louis with 38 and Arizona with 37. So we were talking beginning of the season of this being a three-headed monster with the division with Vegas, Colorado, and St. Louis – it's really, you know, a two-headed, and if you want to throw in Minnesota right now, you can do that. But St. Louis is fighting for their playoff lives right now, which I don't think a lot of people expected at all. So you want to – they've lost four in a row. Yeah, let me see if they're playing right now just so I know. Uh, they are, and they lost. No, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, they did. They, they lost an overtime game, so they lost another game. Um, and they lost to Anaheim. So – Things are not going well for St. Louis, uh, and and you you know you don't get them till the end of the week, you know, on Friday and Saturday, but they are a struggling team. So number one, you're gonna you would hope you 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 would get their best effort, or you would hope uh, St. Louis would put their best effort forward, uh, but you want to continue to distance yourself from them, and you have an opportunity to do that by four points this coming weekend. So you can't look ahead to that right now. You got these two games that you have to take care of. Um, and and we'll see where it goes. I think the Avalanche are are playing 
very good hockey right now. And they're they're playing good hockey at the right time. This is when you want to start getting into a groove. you got a month left in the season, a little bit more than that. And uh, you don't want to have any questions. And the only question you really have right now is backup goalie. And that is a big question. Let's not kid ourselves. You, you, you still have to maybe address that. But uh, Jonas Johansson probably will get a matchup against St. Louis. Uh, we don't know which one yet, clearly. But well, he'll probably get his next opportunity then. Or maybe Bednar throws him out there in one of these next two games against uh, Anaheim or Arizona. We shall see. The other question is, where is Alex Newhook? Uh, where is he standing in all of this? Because that is going to be an interesting uh, ordeal with the Avalanche. His his college career is over, and you know he will go to the AHL. He will go to the affiliate for he'll go to the Eagles for uh, the affiliate for the Avalanche. But do the Avalanche bring him up? They do that. They burn that first entry first year of the entry level contract. Do they want to do that? The only reason they would is because if injuries keep piling up. We heard when Matt Calvert went down a couple games ago, he wasn't feeling hundred percent, and the thinking on the Avalanche was, well, let's let's have him rest because we have all of these options that are disposable <laughs> at our all these options at our disposal for forwards. So if we have a forward that's 100% and and one that's like 75 or 80, let them rest. Let them rest. Let them build back up to 100%, and then we can bring them back in. Do they want to add Alex Newhook to that gluttony of Richards, Richards at forward? I don't know because then you're, like you said, you're burning that, that first year. Uh, the fact that, I mean, you, you still have a good number of games to play. It could happen, and the playoffs, it very, very well could happen that you will see Alex Newhook come up unless they just feel like uh, maybe he's not either not ready yet or they still want to see how he plays in the AHL for a few games. Who knows what their mentality is, but uh, it, it, in my thinking right now, it really could go 50-50. Uh, the reasons why not, because you, you don't really know what you're going to get from him. Maybe he needs to get acclimated to a little bit faster hockey first. Maybe that's the reason you don't. But the reason you do is because he could learn that while he's in the NHL level with a good amount of games left to go. But where do you put him? Where do you put him right now? I don't know. Um, that's why I'm not going to make that decision. So we shall see. Uh, so that would be it for today, everybody. Thank you for tuning in uh, each and every day. It's always appreciated, and let's hope the Avs have another good week. Four games on the docket for the week. So uh, we shall see how many points they can net and where they stand in the standings by the end of the week. So another week of shows coming at you. Thank you for tuning in today and each and every day. It's always appreciated. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Here's Jovi. Go, Abs, go. Go, Abs, go.